All right, we're here with episode number two of Who Knew World War II, the World War II history podcast for young historians by a young historian. My name's Kevin. I'm a teacher, but I'm not a history teacher. And I'm here, as always, with my son, Kai. Kai, hello. Hi. And Kai, he's the historian teaching me about World War II history. And this week, or in this episode, I should say, we're going to be talking about what, Kai? The Battle of Britain. That's right, the Battle of Britain. In episode one, we talked about the Battle of Midway. And in this episode, the Battle of Britain. All right, Kai, so today we're going to talk about the Battle of Britain. Now, of course, I'm not the history teacher here. You are. So I want to ask you, why did you want to talk about this moment in World War II history for this episode? I wanted to talk about the Battle of Britain because it was the time of World War II where um, England had no other allies else than its imperial colonies and uh, they're the verge of um, surrender and like they had nowhere nothing else to do okay so we're gonna get we'll get into this as a podcast progresses but bear with me so basically um, England was alone Yes. In this, essentially, but I mean, they were, you know, they had some of their, when you said imperial allies, so part of like the Commonwealth countries, yes. like Canada and some other countries yeah. like that, Australia, New Zealand, maybe? India, Most, yeah. Yeah, but, but fighting in the Battle of Britain itself was mostly the British. And the Canadians. And the Canadians. Um, and they were on the verge or the cusp of losing, right? Yes. All right, Kai, so let's get into it. Let's start off with some of the basics. When did the Battle of Britain happen, and why did it start? Um, the Battle of Britain started on the 10th of July, 1940, and ended really till the end of the uh, war. And uh, why it happened was um, Adolf Hitler wanted to capture Germany, uh, England, and uh, they had it to... Uh, seize the RAF or the Royal Air Force, which was the British Air Force. So the the, the only way to capture was by airborne dropping. So it's like um, soldiers jumping out of airplanes with parachutes okay. to fight or amphibious invasions where troops and boats would land on the beaches. Okay. Were like like the eastern side of England and the um it was codenamed Operation Sea Lion which at the end it has never happened because the German Air Force or the Luftwaffe, mm -hmm. their commander Hermann Göring could not uh, destroy the the RAF in time. Okay, so there was there was a plan for the Germans to make amphibious landings um, in Britain. Yes. Um, and to attack that yes. way, but it never did happen. Yeah, it never happened. Okay. All right. Wow, I did not know that part. All right, Kai, so um, I know that you love World War II aircraft, and uh, I'm curious, how did this interest grow? Now, of course, we live together. I'm your father. You're my son. Um, but even then, I, I still maybe don't know exactly. So I'm wondering if first you could tell me how you developed your interest for World War II aircraft, and then... I'm wondering if you could tell me about some of the important planes that took part in the Battle of Britain. Um, so I got interested in World War II aircraft specifically because of their performance and dogfights, which are aerial dances where um, planes will shoot each other 
and try to get behind or at an angle where they can shoot to shoot down. Okay. And um, I got interested in these planes because they were um, propeller planes, and modern planes are all jet-powered, and they can go very fast compared mm-hmm. to these. And I was also interested because they use machine guns, okay. which were rapid-firing uh, guns, which can fire many rounds per second. And um, modern planes have missiles and like cannons and things mm-hmm. that most of these planes did not have. Okay. So it was yeah. a very different form form of warfare between the planes than it is with modern planes. Yes. Um, also, I I'm, I'm thinking back to episode one, the Battle of Midway. And I believe you talked about the things that you found very fascinating about the Battle of Midway were that the battle was happening in so many ways. You know, you talked about how ship on ship, submarine on ship, ship on submarine, planes on ships, ships fighting up, firing up planes. And you did mention dogfights. So dogfights are plane on plane fights, right? Yes. Um, And the whole um, idea behind a dogfight is to ideally get behind your opponent, right? Yes. And then take them down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. And I mean, the, the planes are, are fascinating. I think one of the things, Kai, you know, that I told you when I was growing up, when I was a kid, I was in love with Spitfires. Yes. And I really think that was because probably the only thing I know of the Battle of Britain was from a classic 1960s movie mm-hmm. called The Battle of Britain. And I remember in that movie, Spitfires had such a big role. And that's how I guess I developed a love for them. And I can remember getting some Spitfire models and seeing maybe one at an air show or something as a kid growing up in Canada. Um, So, Kai, what are some of the important planes that were kind of featured in the Battle of Britain? Uh, I guess the movie and the real thing. Um, In the real Battle of Britain, there were the Hurricanes, which are uh, very tough, powerful aircrafts. And they had... Eight 303 caliber machine guns, or out there it's called a 30 caliber machine gun, which okay. is the size of the bullet. And um, the Spitfire, which also had four 303 caliber machine guns. and But the Spitfire can fly way faster than the Hurricane. Okay. And there were only two squadrons and are not well known, but they're the Bolton Paw Defendants, which were uh, planes which the pilot was flying you didn't have any machine guns to use there was a turret instead with four machine guns which were meant to fire and at the enemy planes yeah and the germans had the infamous bf 109 which was a fighter aircraft used all during the war from the beginning to the end and all models till the f1 was used in the battle of britain Mm -hmm. and the bf 110 which is known for its bomber killer because of its um, cannons that are aimed up and cannons that are aimed forward. Okay. And uh, the it was a twin prop plane. And this is a German plane. Yeah, German okay. plane, yeah. And there was the bombers, which played a big role in the Battle of Britain because they can't really do anything, destroy factories or the like air bases okay. with fighters. So they had bombers. And one is the HE-111 Heinekel. Okay. Which was the one of the main German bombers that were used during the Battle of Britain. And you can tell with its two engine and the bombs, which usually are really sideways. Okay. Dropped and, but the Heinekel had little boxes where the bombs are aimed up when it falls down. 
and the there was also the another bomber, the Ju eighty eight. Okay. And they were uh, another heavy bomber, which were twin propaganda tube propellers powering it, and uh, it was mo- uh, well armed, more than the Heinekel, and okay. carried a bigger payload because the Heinekel could only carry one in the inside of the fuselage or the body of the plane, when the Ju eighty eights can carry them on the wings and the in the insides. Another okay. big plane, which we talked about in the first episode, dive bombing. Okay. This is a dive bomber called the Ju-87 Stuka, with its infamous siren, um, sirens, which mm-hmm. when it dived, it would make to mostly scare troops mm. and um, strike fear into the hearts of the people. Yeah. Terror, essentially. Terror, yeah. A, a terror sound siren on the Stukas. And the very big uh, part of the Stuka, it was very reliable because. There's this force called G-force, which is when you dive or do um, some maneuvers. Okay. Um, all your blood goes down to your foot, mm-hmm. and you get blacked out. Okay. And the Ju-87 Stukas had a mechanism. Since when you're dive bombing, you're going down, which um, which is like your blood flow is still normal. But then mm-hmm. when you pull up, you just instantly pull up. So all your blood from your head goes down to your feet, and you black out. Okay. So you can there's a possibility of always crashing. Yeah. So the Ju eighty seven Stukas have a mechanism where it will automatically pull up after a dive, and yeah, those are all the planes that were used during the Battle of Britain, which okay. featured because n- now in modern days, and I think even like back to the nineteen eighties when I was a kid, pilots of modern jets, jet fighters have special suits, G suits, G suits that actually help push the blood up, right? Yes. And um, I think we just recently watched, or you watched the movie Maverick, right? Yes. So the Top Gun 2 movie. And in that one, he was trying to break Mach 10. Uh, Is that right? No, the Mach 10, uh, but it was actually it was the G10, G10. G10, okay. Which, which is probably um, most pilots or fighter pilots uh, don't really have to face that because no one has to really do a steep dive and then pull up that mm-hmm. like that. And uh, that that's when you really will black out even with a G suit. So there's the problem back in the again with with other planes in World War Two, where if they did that deep dive and then pulled up, they could just black out and then crash. There are, there were a few pilots during the Battle of Britain who lost their legs or legs and had wooden legs, which actually helped them because they don't have blood flows that go down to their legs. Oh wow! So okay. they can you actually do that. things. There were like, some pilots. Were they British pilots? Right. British. Pilots, yeah, mostly who, up. who didn't have legs and they yeah. were able to do maneuvers that other pilots couldn't do because Be- the G force didn't affect them. Yes, that way. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, okay, so you know we're gonna jump ahead to talking about the planes a little bit more. I know this is something that you've talked about in the past. You you gave me some notes here and you talked about misunderstandings, and um, I believe you feel that the hurricane, the British hurricane, is a misunderstood plane from the British Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't get all of the praise and thunder that the Spitfire did, right? Yeah, it, it's a plane that should have been more honored by the people. Mm-hmm. Why is that? It, it, because the during the Battle of Britain, there were the bombers who were killing people, making more casualties, and damaging cities and factories. Mm-hmm. And there were the bombers, like the, the Heinekel, and the Hurricanes were meant to shoot them down, 
their bomber intercept because they're slow and meant to concentrate with their big, like with their machine guns onto okay. the bomber. That's why they're armed with eight machine guns, which most planes in those days didn't have. Okay. And uh, the Spitfire, which is way more honored, were to shoot down fighters, which were escorting and protecting the bombers. Okay. And escort means to protect something. Okay, so so bombers would always have an escort yes, beca- of fighters. Yes. Well, they should, ideally. Yeah, they should, because even if a bomber had machine guns armed on it, it was still not enough to protect them. Mm-hmm. That's why they had escorts, um, special planes that would, not really special, but the planes that would, like, they follow would have fi- them. They would have fighters that would follow yeah. them and protect them, and then you would have, like, for example, the, so the Spitfires would engage... The German escort planes. Like the BF-109s. And then the Hurricanes, their job then would be to come and try to shoot down the bombers themselves. Yes. And the Spitfires were more seen because the fighters were the ones that usually took the glory. Okay. Because they they were the ones that shot down enemy fighters. They were the ones who would have those dog fights, the spectacular dog fights. Which were seen by people like... Like, they're very amazing when the hurricane just shot down bombers, which they did probably the more job because if there were no hurricanes, the Battle of Britain could have been worse and the, the England could have actually surrend- had it to surrender. Well, I think the one, one thing out there uh, for all of you folks out there listening, you may have heard of the term the London Blitz. Yes. And the London Blitz was part of that Battle of Britain, and that would have been the nighttime bombings, night after night after yes. night, when the German Air Force of the Luftwaffe would have been dropping all those bombs on London and other parts of England as well, right? Uh, yes, they did that because during the Battle of Britain, it was mostly daytime bombings, and the, the even the Germans, which had far more aircrafts, because because the England didn't really expect anything. That's why um, England, in the very beginning of the Battle of Britain, had... N- 1,963 aircrafts, including all the planes I talked about. Mm-hmm. And Germany had 2,550 solid, ready-to-go aircrafts. Okay. So the in Britain was, like, totally outnumbered. So the, um, yeah, they're just really outnumbered. That's And the British, somehow, they're making more planes than the Germany can shoot down. That's okay. why that's why the Germany was losing too many planes and they had to change their bom- daylight bombing to night bombings. Okay, so it started out as daytime bombings, but then yes. they had to change because they were losing too many. And the British kind of war machine, as they say, so the industry, they were able to build mm-hmm. so many um, planes to replace yeah. the ones being shot down. So, um, you know, you've already mentioned dogfights and that was a really big part of the war, right? Yes. Um and that's kind of a part uh, for me as a kid growing up in Canada, a, a child of the '80s as I was, uh, and watching growing up watching old. Well, I guess it was an old movie at the time, even like the Battle of Britain. It was the dog fights that fascinate me, and I suppose dog fights are what fascinate all of us. Um, I'm gonna throw a question here that's not planned. What what is it so cool? What is what, what is it about dog fights that you find so awesome or so interesting? Uh, I find dog fights so fascinating. The f- part that like, they have to do maneuvers, dodge, and it's a big clump of planes and just a small area shooting each other. Mm. And you'll see crazy maneuvers, like, planes, like, like, like on, like, per, like, uh, just stalling out and doing, like, crazy maneuvers. Barrel rolls. Barrel and rolls and, and like, flips. And yeah. Things, yeah. And that's why they were very, um, like, seen as a very um, amazing and cool thing. Which you might see moves like that at an air show today, but in those days they were doing it 
to avoid being shot down and, and to then to hopefully not be killed. Yeah. And to not be killed. Yeah. Um, so in the end, Kai, what was the outcome of the Battle of Britain? The Battle of Britain in, 19, in May 1941, the Luftwaffe... Um, uh, Hitler ordered the Luftwaffe bombers to withdraw because um, they, he knew that the, they're just going to keep losing planes and it was, they're, they're going to go to nothing. So Operation Sea Lion was canceled and never to be happened. And all those planes that took place in the Battle of Britain were moved to participate in the Russian invasion or the biggest tank invasion of Operation Barbarossa. Okay, so all those planes, the ones that had survived the Battle of Britain were then moved to the Russian front. Yes, to the help Eastern with the, Front. The Eastern Front to help with the invasion of, of Russia, the Soviet Union. Soviet Union. Yeah, so the people who, um, people like grown-ups, you might have heard of like the Battle of Stalingrad or mm-hmm. like the defense of Moscow. That That's part of the Operation Barbarossa. Okay, would the famous movie um, Enemy at the Gate be part of that? That was yes. about Stalingrad. So for those of you who are war movie, World War II movie fans, or if you haven't seen, there is a, a famous actor named Jude Law, British actor, who starred in a movie called Enemy at the Gate, which is all about snipers and the Battle of Stalingrad and about mm-hmm. a Russian sniper and a German sniper. Um, so there is a, a, there is a recommend um, mm-hmm. about that. Wow, Kai, a lot of cool information. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share with us? Um, no. Yeah, that's all. I, I think that's all you people should know. Oh, and one other th- um, thing. Uh, there is something else I want to tell. Yeah. Um, during the Battle of Britain, you only heard me really say the RAF and the Luftwaffe, the German Air Force and the British Air Force. Mm-hmm. They also took place. Um, now you might see the RCAF or the Royal Canadian Air Force having maple leaves on the middle instead of the red circle mm-hmm. on their um, like fighter command logo. Their insignia. Yeah, insignia. Yeah. Um but in those days, they still had the um, the regular Royal Air Force symbols. Just the pilots were Canadians and flying. So the Royal Air, the Royal Canadian Air Force had a big part. And if I remember, here we go. This is movie history. If I, I remember from the movie The Battle of Britain, there was a famous actor named James Garner who actually was a famous cowboy actor in like the 50s and 60s. And he's an American. And he was in that movie. And I believe they were like American volunteers. Weren't they, is that they right? They were illegally joining the mm-hmm. the Royal Air Force in the RCAF, which is something that has happened in wars across across the world, across times. Um, I think they say that more than I think the number is like there were literally thousands, and I could be wrong with this. I I know there were thousands of Canadians, for example, who fought in the American military during the Vietnam War, who basically would have fought to support. But they weren't fighting as like a sanctioned force. They were going volunteering to join the American military to fight. So I think um, there would have been, um, it sounds like, the same thing happening. Yeah. Um, American pilots coming over to fight with the British Air um, Force, right? A lot of the American pilots also came for experience to fly those modern planes. Because the last time planes were ever seen in combat was World War One, where they were just canvas-covered wooden planes. So they were wanting to get into the war before America was in the war. Well, they never knew America was going to be in the war. That's okay. why That's why after America. So they were adventure seekers and pilots mm-hmm. wanting to have the experience. And, uh, of course, we will in future episodes talk about America getting to the war, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we did talk about America very much so in the war with, with episode one, the Battle of Midway. But I'm sure, I'm sure in the future there will be a, an episode about the Battle of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Kai, well, thank you so much for educating me and all of the Who Knew World War II listeners all about the Battle of Britain. Yes, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Okay, so we just kind of wrapped things up, but I I want to, uh, it's Kevin here, and I just wanted to make a quick correction in something I said during the podcast, this episode, a mistake that I made. Um, I referred to uh, the American actor James Garner being in the 1969 movie The Battle of Britain. I was incorrect when I was asking Kai about American flyers or Americans who flew for the RAF um, during the Battle of Britain. Um, James Garner appeared as an American RAF pilot in the movie The Great Escape, which was in 1963. Another fantastic World War II movie with Charles Bronson and Steve McQueen and an incredible cast. But yes, James Garner was in The Great Escape, not The Battle of Britain. Just a little correction. Um, Another thing I wanted to add was that if you do want to contact me and Kai and uh, just give us some some, a pat on the shoulder, uh, you know, give us some uh, topics for episodes and just say hello, you can email us at whoknewhistorypodcast at gmail.com. So whoknewhistorypodcast at gmail.com. And we now have an Instagram for you guys to follow. So please, if you are a listener to the Who Knew World War II podcast and you're interested in history, and you're interested in seeing some pictures and videos of the different things we're talking about, you can go over to Instagram and follow us at who knew ww 2 That's at Instagram at who knew ww 2 So go check out our Instagram feed. There will be a link in the show notes below. Um, right now, you will be able to find um, pictures from uh, the, about the Battle of Midway historical photos with the sources. Of course, um, Kai is learning how to be a proper historian, so the different photos, uh, the sources are listed in the descriptions on Instagram, as well as some other photos and stuff. So go check that out. Please follow the Who Knew World War II podcast over at Who Knew WW2 on Instagram. Okay, guys, and here's one thing I, I also want to mention. It's Kevin here, and I just want to let you know that if you are a history teacher, for example, listening to this podcast, please share this podcast wherever you may engage with your colleagues. If you use Facebook groups or Instagram, Twitter, different places like this, please share the Who Knew World War II podcast. If you're a student out there listening, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We hope you're learning something. If you're someone who just enjoys history, Please share our podcast and help it grow. And of course, if you listen to it in Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music, wherever it may be, Spotify, go and give us a rating and write a review. Um, help, help the podcast grow. And there will be more ways for you to connect with us. 